Hi everyone, WD here. As you may have noticed, this year I've started season two of my podcast. From French ambassador to Singapore, to counterterrorism envoy at the French Foreign Ministry, introducing Olivier Caron. Hello, Mr. Caron. Hello. Well, you started off your amazing career working for the Ministry of Foreign Affairs in Addis Abeba. Could you tell us what some of your duties were? I was sent to Addis Ababa to the French Embassy as a young counselor. That was my uh, official status. It was my first posting. And it was a very uh, interesting posting, which entailed two main responsibilities. The first uh, line of responsibility was to, um, to handle the relations of France with two African organizations, which are in Addis Ababa. The first organization being the Organization of African Unity, now called African Union, and the second organization being the uh, Economic Commission for Africa, which is a body uh, which answers to uh, to United Nations in New York. So, and it was my main duty, sir, was to uh, handle relations of France with these bodies to promote French views and interests to organize cooperation programs with these organizations, which of course was quite a critical job for us due to the importance that uh, Africa has for France and to the role we play on this continent. So it was the first line of uh, our duty. The second area was uh, was what you call the humanitarian attaché in Addis Ababa. Uh, the French Embassy, I was entrusted with uh, managing, organizing, and uh, controlling the French official aid given to Ethiopia at a time when Ethiopia was um, in the throes of a tragic famine, which was also a very interesting job, which entailed a lot of administration and uh, bureaucratic work, but a lot of also uh, work on the ground to visit refugee camps. Uh, to interact with NGOs who that distributed our uh, our aid, especially food aid. It was also a very critical event. It was 1986, where they has really had a really terrible, terrible famine in Ethiopia. You then worked on a nuclear energy committee, the French Alternative Energies and Atomic Commission, for four years. What did this involve? This line of work, I was the vice president for international affairs at the Atomic Energy Commission, which is a very specific position, which is always held by a uh, diplomat. The Atomic Energy Commission is an industrial body, but the the international relations uh, uh, post has been always held for 50 years by somebody from the foreign ministry because nuclear energy has a very deeply political dimension. And you also have the non-proliferation dimension, of course, being due to, due to the fact that nuclear energy can be diverted uh, for uh, weapons purposes. So, uh, so this this job entailed, well, uh, supervising all the relations of the Atomic Commission with the foreign, with the outside world, different partners, China, US, Japan, etc. And it also entailed representing France at the board of the International Atomic Energy Agency in Vienna, where by tradition, 
the uh, governor, it's a board of governors, it's not called ambassador, but the governor for France has always been a career diplomat. And this also entailed negotiations with the Americans, with the Russians, with the Chinese, with the Iranians, uh, different uh, number, number of very sensitive and important issues in which the tradition for France is to entrust responsibility to the Atomic Energy Commission and in particular to its head of international relations. And why do we still rely on nuclear energy despite the accidents that have been caused by it? Actually, nuclear accidents have been very, very few uh, compared to the uh, uh, when, when you when you look at the uh, number of years uh, nuclear power plants uh, have been in use, the thousands of years when you have you know, you have several hundred plants we have been working for seventy years, uh, the number of accidents uh, has been very very low, and the. Uh, number of casualties has been fairly low except for the one in Chernobyl in Ukraine uh, overall. Why does France rely on it? Well, because basically France is a country that doesn't have any natural resources, has, has a modern industrial economy, has very uh, important energy needs, and when the program was launched in the 1970s, uh, there was an oil crisis and it was the only source of uh, energy which uh, we felt was uh, gave us our independence so uh, so that's why we chose to uh, chose to to rely on nuclear energy and it has served us well because uh, french electricity is the cheapest and most reliable in europe from 2009 to 2013, you were the French ambassador in Singapore. What did you enjoy the most about that job? Oh, what I enjoyed the most, well, uh, was uh, was re interacting with people and uh, of a different culture, of a different mindset, uh, and uh, working to define a common interests and projects with people who uh, have, who might, who would have, by definition, being in another region, being from a different culture, who would, who would have a different perspective on things. And that's what's really interesting when you are a diplomat, is to try to work knowing full well what your own country's interests are, is to try basically, as we say in French, to put yourself behind the other person's glasses and try to understand what might try to gauge what might motivate him, what would, what would be his interests, and then try to meet his interests, of course, while taking account of what your objectives, what your government itself tells you to achieve and secure for the country. So that's, I think that's a, that's, well, the, that's the essence of diplomatic work, but it's especially interesting in, uh, in an area, the country of Singapore, which was full of opportunities and which, uh, although very, very different from France in many respects, we managed to find a lot of common ground and complementary interests. After Singapore, you were French representative of IATA in Montreal. Could you tell us what that job entailed? 
that's a very specific and particular job because ICAO, the International Civil Aviation, is a very tech, technical body. It's the body that establishes the standards and norms to operate smoothly uh, all aircraft in the world. Because, you should, for give you an example, when you uh, when a pilot speaks to the control tower somewhere somebody has to say well we have to speak on this frequency and this is international harmonized standard because otherwise operations air operations cannot work so it's very tactical but at the same time there is a very strong political dimension for two reasons because first air, airline industry is a very strategic and critical industry for every country and for france especially which has a great uh, airline industry and a great aeronautical industry so it's a, and it's also an issue of sovereignty and of uh, you very often have highly political issues that come to the fore when you discuss uh, when you discuss uh, issues which can be technical in nature but have a political dimension I'll give you an example uh, when uh, a Malaysian aircraft was shot down over Ukraine, likely by Russian forces. Of course, it was an accident, but it was provoked by a military activity. And of course, you had a whole issue of blame game and an issue of political responsibility, which spilled over into the into the international body. And of course, in this case, you have to be able to handle the objective technical facts and data and be able to process them and use them in a way that is in conformity with your political objectives. And could you tell us what you're now doing? My present responsibility, I have special envoy for counterterrorism at the French Foreign Ministry, which is one of these, which is one of these positions as ambassadors at large. It is an ambassador who is posted in Paris. Uh, and my res main responsibility is to be the contact point, the interface of the French government with foreign authorities with regard to counter-terrorism issues. So practically speaking, this entails uh, uh, traveling or having, having uh, bilateral dialogues with different countries and partners which share the same interests as we do in the fight against terrorism and, and exchange information, views, and try to define, devise common strategies to thwart uh, terrorism threats over the world. And this entails work with the Americans, the Chinese, well, the Chinese not too much, but the Russians very much, the Americans, the British, the Europeans, and with a lot of, uh, of course, with a very interesting dimension, which it involves a political work, but it also rests upon uh, a considered and deliberate use of intelligence information. So it's uh, basically the issue is basically to uh, find a way to, uh, to use to leverage our partners' uh, help and resources to thwart attacks on our territory while reciprocating the same thing for them. And so with this work, do you think that we should expect less terrorist attacks in um, France? I would be very uh, happy if I could ascribe uh, 
as perhaps success to my action, but I think it's a, it's a whole of government approach. Much work is done by the intelligence services, the security services. My work, my brief, is to help, is to facilitate the uh, leveraging of our partners' help in addressing terrorism. But of course, as you know, uh, unfortunately, it's, it's a reality today that much of terrorism is homegrown, and so that's uh, when it's homegrown, there's not much I can do about it. Thank you very much for this interview. You're welcome.